Happy Monday. Hope your week is off to a good start. Hope we can help it that be that way, too. Great to have you with us on Sports Talk with Evan Kahn. I'm Scott Beatty. We're here for an hour in studio. And then up the street, the sports writers will take over from the News Gazette with host Steve Kelly. They're live at the Esquire in downtown Champaign. And their guests, Becky Beach, incoming Illini Hall of Famer, two-sport athlete at Illinois, and Illini Athletic Director Josh Whitman. So you can join them down there at the Esquire, up there, depending on where you are, down or up, left or right, over, I guess that would be the way, or right here on our airwaves. Great to have you with us, Evan Kahn. Hope you had a good weekend get another weekend off from football next weekend but in between there will be football thursday night against chattanooga so does that make today wednesday i have no idea what day it is it ends in a y i had a 10 year old birthday party over the weekend i'm still trying to recover oh yeah those (laughs) people talk about oh my buddy you know had a party and we all went to vegas or whatever and now i'm trying to get nobody rages like a group of 10 year olds you do not know what you had coming but fourth place in laser tag thank you very much Oh, that was just during the day. Oh, yeah, that was th- during the day. So but it was more is, of a weekend is, festivity. I oh, it was. Uh, uh, by the time you get grandparents in for that part of it, and you know, and, and the party itself with the, with with the friends and the lead up to the whole thing. I mean, it it it, it took a lot out of me. But but you made fun it, was had. But you I made mean, it. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those like wouldn't trade it back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes. So this is, I guess, yeah, this would be like a Wednesday. You're right. Uh, in in terms of football. Yeah, because tomorrow is the last day you get to talk to Bielma, correct? For this week. Yeah. Yes. Until until next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chattanooga mocks are coming in, and we learned that Big Ten teams can lose to FCS teams, as Northwestern did over the weekend to SIU. Woo! So, Ooh. I guess the league's on notice. <laughs> That, that, that that either Northwestern's not very good or don't don't uh, overlook an FCS team yeah, or maybe both. Yeah, I I, th- I think if anything, it just kind of reaffirmed that the bottom of the Big Ten is really kind of bottomed out this year and over the last couple of years. So, congrats to the Salukis for a, a, a big win. I think I, I saw that they've done this before. It's not the first time, but to go into Evansville and. Evanston, 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 yeah, yeah, and uh, got Indiana on the brain, I guess. <laughs> um, to go in there and get the win, and it was a, a decisive win at, at that. Northwestern scored a, a touchdown in garbage time to make it look like a, a half decent score. So, we'll see. yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Tough times for the state of Illinois when it comes to FBS football, and uh, I, I think maybe Penn State may be the third best team in the Big Ten right now, behind Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not as firm on that as as I would be on Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten, but they looked pretty good rolling there in Auburn. Well, they've got the the second most impressive win, I guess maybe even the most impressive win now. Notre Dame doesn't look like they're very good or, or they've got it together here at the early part of the season. But, yeah, they go in there and do that. Michigan and Col- or Minnesota haven't really played anybody, but they've dominated everybody that they've played. So I, I figure those four are, are kind of in that conversation. Maryland came up with a, a big win over SMU, and they're coming off, what, a seven or eight 
win season last year. So the the top isn't too bad, and Penn State really helping out there. And, and did something happen in Auburn? Did I imagine that? Did they fire a coach over the loss yesterday? Maybe not. No, that was Nebraska. Nebraska yeah. fired a coach over the loss. Yeah, they just, the, the Nebraska fired their defensive coordinator. And Herm Edwards got fired as well. That's, mm-hmm. There's a lot of schools that are not messing around. They are not <laughs> waiting for this to play where, out. I, there's just not enough money. I'm telling you. They just, <laughs> they just don't have enough money to go around in college athletics. <laughs> um, there was a, a, a small portion of my life, of my life that I can remember, where the Bears were better than the Packers. But it was fleeting. It was my life. Gone. Yeah, it is gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Somewhere around the time when I was, you know, late elementary school, it, there was a time we could go, oh, the Bears were going to go to Lambeau. 2006. That was about <laughs> no, it for me. Yeah. <laughs> the Bears are going to go to Lambeau and beat the Packers. Th- that doesn't happen anymore. And, 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 and last night, got about midway through the second quarter, and I said, I think this is a rerun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen this show already. Uh, is this just a DVD on, uh, you know... W- Okay, DVDs, those are older things. You know, they're discs that people used to use to, to watch shows on. I don't think those are that outdated. <laughs> but anyway, my goodness. And, and, and Justin Fields, I know he's in a developmental process here and doesn't have great pieces, but just doesn't look like a guy that's in command of a of an offense yet. Well, when you're running for your life the second the ball is in your hands, you, you don't really get an opportunity to be a quarterback. And I meant to look it up today. This idea that Justin Fields has never been a guy who throws from the pocket is just insane. I think he threw for 4,000 yards his, his, at his last year at Ohio State, so I don't know where this narrative came from that he's like a, a run-first quarterback. But you, the, the talent deficiency is clearly there between the, the Bears and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers did what he did. I meant to look this up too, but I forgot last year he just totally stunk it up against the Saints in week one, and then they just went on a tear. This year he stinks it up against the Vikings, and he's going to figure it out. It's like he doesn't until week two. It's like, oh yeah, I'm back in the NFL again, and then he remembers he's Aaron Rodgers, and he and he just goes off. But they they haven't put Justin Fields in a position to succeed. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. Um, they set up the the run really well. You know, David Montgomery is still a, a top back in the league, but when you're just giving it to him and then you have no flow in the offense as far as run or pass because they're just stacking the box because, oh, the run is working and then it doesn't work. It's just uh, a lot of bad for the Bears, which we knew going in, and I bring back up, I don't know if I ever said it here on air, but I'm not sure who's going to win more games, the Bears or Illinois football, but I feel a little better about the Illini as they head into this. <laughs> game against Chattanooga than I do against the Bears. Of course, they do have a win, uh, but that was, you know, in the slop, and I don't even know if you can count anything that you saw last Sunday and and apply it to this Sunday, but not total panic i still there's some holes in the packers but the north isn't that great the lions got to win how about that as favorites for the first time in four years there's some buzz about the lions right now there is i love dan campbell i run through a brick wall for that guy 
um, he he's a lot of fun. So and, and you kind of like the the Lions because they are the lovable losers, but the Bears are the unlovable losers. I mean, they're just bad. There's just it's been you know incompetence since the Super Bowl run. What, what was that? Almost forty years ago now. So <laughs> I, which the, one? I mean, the one we went to the Super Bowl or the one where they won it? Yeah, the one where they won it. Yeah, that was '85. Well, '86 was January '86. The, who, whoever the meathead was from Kenosha that they had in that package before Sunday Night Football, saying that Bears Packers is the Bears fan Super Bowl. That's ignorant. Why would that be your Super Bowl when you lose it almost every time? Like Bears fans should not get up for Bears Packers games. That's just that's just insane. Like you, sure you you want to beat them, but look at the track record. Like. Aaron Rodgers wins four out of five games. Yeah. He still owns them. Basically. I don't know. They get the Texans now. Lovey's coming back. Chicago. Love it. Lo- Houston, they and they tend to I don't know. Lovey gets the gets more out of his players when he's in the NFL. Houston plays everybody tough, although the Colts are in just total disarray oh, after yeah. that tie. Now they get shut out in Jacksonville. So for all, I don't know if you can go much off of that. And then for all that the NFL has aspired and achieved for a while, parity in the league. There's some bad teams. This, this year. is very bad. I that that's what I was saying yesterday with the all they they talk about these comebacks. It's not comebacks. It's just bad football. You see. So many coaches playing scared. You know, the second half isn't the same as the first half, and then they forget, oh, yeah, we're playing against professionals so they can get right back in it. You're already seeing holes as far as depth across the league. Just guys get hurt. That's just kind of the way football is. But, yeah, the the bottom, especially with the 17 games and the three games in the preseason, it's just not there for the full season. Chris Thomas is Illinois Volleyball's head coach. He's going to join us for his Monday segment. Illinois dropping two on Saturday to Illinois State and to Marquette, a ranked team. And this was up in Milwaukee. Both of them five setters. We'll talk to Chris Thomas here in a moment, see if it's easier to stomach when it's a close loss than when it's not. That is ahead. It uh, is, as we said, coming up on a football Thursday night, the Rare thing. In fact, it'll be the first ever Thursday night game at uh, at Memorial Stadium. So for the Illini, it's Chattanooga, an FCS team. I think they've never lost to an FCS team either, if I remember that note correctly off the top of my head. Uh, and there's uh, there's an expectation, I guess, that this will be a win, and then you go and play Wisconsin. That game set for 11 a.m. on October 1st, by Ooh. the way. Up in Madison. I was hoping it'd be a little more marquee. Just Illinois, Wisconsin, Bielema going back. Maybe both teams are going to be three or four and one. But no, they get the 11 a.m. BTN slot. <laughs> I think if Illinois wins that game, if they pull that off, then then, then, they then the league's on notice. In, yeah. yeah, then the league's on notice. Illini receiver Isaiah Williams discussed today the off week and more. For me personally, it's been about recovery. But as far as the team as a whole, just constantly getting better. Um, We still got things we need to work on, things that we need to fix. And this whole week is we had an off week as far as game, but we still every day at practice trying to get better in the weight room, trying to get better. So as a team, we just constantly just pushing forward. Can you feel it physically, fresher legs or or whatever it is? Yeah, today I felt different at practice. (laughs) Today's practice was... I ain't feel like that in a minute. So it was good to have that bye week on um, recover. 
um, get my legs underneath me and the rest of the guys as well. And, um, you know, just pretty excited just to get back out there and get to play again on Thursday. You know, you guys came off that close loss at Indiana and heard about a practice with an edge. You come off this past game, have that same kind of energy and that same kind of edge in the practices? Yeah, the same type of edge. You know, we're just trying to go win every game. It's been a while since we won two games in a row, you know, so our biggest thing is, you know, coming in, coming in with that same energy, hungry, want to get better every day at practice, and that's just going to translate into the game. Yesterday, a Big Ten team loses to an FCS school. Does that put more reinforcement to you guys to take Chattanooga seriously? Yeah, one thing Coach B talked about, respect all for none. So we're going to respect every opponent, just like um, we played Wyoming early in the year. Wasn't a Big Ten opponent, but we knew, like, they was a special team. They got good players. Same things with, with Chattanooga. You know, they got several good players. You know, last year they had a first-round draft pick. You know, we ain't had no first-round draft pick. So they just tell you they got talent. They good players. So every single game we come out with the same edge, Big Ten or not Big Ten, FCS, any Power Five. It don't really matter. We just come out, respect all for none, and just play to the best of our abilities. Respect all fear none. That's a phrase that's been thrown around a little bit by the various players because that's what Coach Bielma is preaching that to them. So, yeah, they're at least saying they're not overlooking uh, Chattanooga, nor should they, because uh, that's that's who's on the calendar. But looming out there is Wisconsin, again, on October 1st at 11 a.m., and that'll be Brett Bielma's return there to Madison as well. You can expect him to downplay that. Hmm. And, frankly, Ten years ago, when his players were in junior high or late elementary school or whatever it was, yeah, it's not a big deal to them. And so I understand why you don't want to make it about that. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of time has passed. It's more for the alumni or the folks yeah. that were there at the time or, or the folks that, yeah. that are still there. Sure, they'll roll out the red carpet for them. Yeah, and, and the same thing. If it had been closer, it might be more of a, a scenario where you hear Badgers fans booing, but it, it didn't work out for Bielma down at Arkansas, so maybe they feel like they've got the last laugh. And he did a lot of good there, so him going back, uh, maybe they'll do some kind of tribute because they, they won that first Big Ten championship when, when it was played in, in a title game so yeah and it's not like he left them with the cupboard bear or something yeah they, they, <laughs> they, I think they've they, done pretty they well they went to yeah rose bowls like right after if not a couple years after and and, and they're still fine so it, it probably means more more for us to talk about coming up chris thomas he is waiting in the wings joining us in studio in just a moment you're listening to sports talk on dws when you're at your job when you're at the grocery store When you're alone doing laundry, even when you're in the restroom, you're never alone. (laughs) Because thanks to this cool app, we're there too. Take WDWS, WHMS, and WKIO with you anywhere with the all-new News Gazette app. Download for free and stay connected while near and far. You won't miss any of your favorite music, shows, or Illinois sports with the all-new News Gazette app. Join us for Fighting Illini football Thursday night against Chattanooga. 7.30 kick, 5.30 Illini game day Thursday night here on DWS. Monday edition of Sports Talk. Roll it along with Evan Connop, Scott Beatty, and Chris Thomas is here, the Illini volleyball head coach, joining us as usual on Mondays. And the non-conference portion of the season comes to an end. Chris, over the weekend, you had a doubleheader on Saturday against ISU and Marquette, both go to five sets both end up as losses unfortunately for you uh does a loss 
that is close in a five-set sting different than a, boy, we just got swept and didn't seem to show up kind of feeling? Uh, yes and no. Yeah, I mean, all losses are a little bit painful, but, you know, I told the team over the weekend, it's as a part of the gig. There's no season that goes, you know, relatively undefeated. I think there's only been three or four of those in history of our sport. But, uh, you know, it's a matter of what you learn from them, and either they, they make you or they break you. And so it's just a matter of, you know, getting back at it uh, here on Monday and getting ready for conference season. And, you know, the teams we played this week and we're good. I, I think both Illinois State and Marquette are going to, you know, probably win their conferences or at least uh, come close to it. And, again, that's kind of what the preseason was set up for. And, uh, you, know, you know, the morning match, we just we weren't at full strength, had a few illnesses on the team, and that's not an excuse. It's just what it was. And I know in the afternoon, it's just Marquette's a nice team, and they had a good environment. And it's, you know, I told them, I was like, this is what it's like playing in the Big Ten, night in and night out. And so we just happened to do it in, in one day. So, uh, you know, we got to be uh, prepared for that. And, you know, I, I felt like we had some really good plays at certain moments, and we didn't have <laughs> at other <laughs> moments. And, uh, you know, we're still dealing with some inexperience through the positions, and we're working through it as best we can, but it doesn't happen overnight. So I'm seeing some really nice things. Um, obviously, some things we would rather get rid of as well, but. Like I said, it's just not going to change in a blink of an eye, but it's got to change sooner than later. Chris Thomas is with us. You always talk about kind of being in the moment. and Maybe there's no sport more like it than volleyball because as soon as a play is over, whether it went really well or really bad, there's another one, and another point is going to be scored for one team or another. But how about after the game, after the match? Do, do, do you have to help your players sort of flush it? Yeah, I think overall, I mean, that's any sport really. It's uh, – you know, I, I say we're a marathon ran by 150 sprints. It's it's uh, you're going to have to have the mental fortitude to stick with it every single rally, and you know you can have the best play in your life followed by the worst one in pretty much within 30 seconds. So you know the really good players have uh, the goldfish memory where they don't <laughs> remember much. <laughs> you know, f- five seconds after it happened, and you just kind of move on to the next. So we talk a ton about being in the moment. It's one of our pillars, actually, and. Um, I, uh, like I said, we did well in certain times uh, on Saturday and not so great in other times on Saturday. So, again, just uh, working through it, and it's, uh, it's all part of the process. Uh, I, I noticed that they've been keeping track of records in your uniforms this year. Are you guys very superstitious? No, <laughs> no, just a little stitious. <laughs> just a little stitious. Okay, okay. So, so that carries through all sports. No, that's but, that's up to the SID. I, don't, I have nothing to do with that. I am probably the least superstitious person out there. Just so you know. Well, I I was on the the band the Blue Unis before Brad Underwood was for for the basketball yeah, team, but yeah. it, 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 that's good. You, no, you, my you my, don't want my saying is it's bad luck to be superstitious. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but aside from that, you said uh, players learning new positions. You, you've been on the road. How, how much will getting back home help with some of that? At, it, we'll see when we show up. I mean, you know, there's a certain amount of uh, pressures that can come with playing at home and playing in front of your home crowd. And the same going the other way, you can get a certain amount of juice from your home crowd as well. And so, obviously, we hope it's the latter, not the former. But uh, you know, it's it, we're we're dealing with young adults who are trying to work through their you know pressures of of the game and and how they want to show up and how they want to be seen and everything else. And I think that's usually the biggest challenge in, in what we do and if it were easy everyone would just go out there and do it and uh, it's not the case so uh, we're, we're working through everything as best we can and we're excited to be back home we got a brand new scoreboard um, that's kind of what the delay and not having many home matches it just got finished uh, last week and the first test runs actually today so fingers crossed that everything goes <laughs> goes the way it should um, but uh, fans are going to have a nice uh, big scoreboard for in-game entertainment and video replays and all that good stuff so a long time coming and 
and uh, we're excited to, to, uh, to be in Huffington. Will you get video replays of challenges? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> get the crowd on your side? So everyone can see what I see when I ask for the challenges on the, on the replay. Man, some of those are brutal. I, that's all I can say. So, uh, I think the nature of the sport, uh, everyone knows the setter is kind of the quarterback, uh, the point guard, if you will, uh, of the floor, and then obviously the, the hitters. But how about uh, defensively? Caroline Barnes, who's from Evan Kahn? Uh the other Naperville? <laughs> <laughs> the only Naperville. Caroline Barnes from Naperville. But anyway, I wanted to ask about her, how she's developing in her yeah, role Yeah, she's with doing great. It's one of our positions that, uh, you know, relatively brand new. She played DS for us last year, but uh, stepped in a libero role. And uh, she's, you know, one of the players that's been improving every, every week, I think. And I know she's never satisfied with her performances. And, um, you know, she gets in there. I mean, she probably takes more reps than anyone on our team, comes in on her own and and takes passing and defensive reps, and um, she's improving every single match that we're out there, and uh, she's doing a nice job. What's a key to elite-level passing? Ooh, we'll probably go back to that short-term memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably the toughest skill. Um, i say between that and blocking, probably the two toughest skills to kind of, uh, I want to say master, but to, to be uh, uh, sufficient at. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, servers, you know, specifically are getting a lot better. I think that game has changed a little bit um, in terms of just keeping in versus get really getting after their serve, and players are really learning how to hit it. And we've done that for the last, you know, several years. But just going by the preseason right now, some teams are kind of catching on to that theory too, and and uh, you got to be able to deal with it. So uh, that's that's probably the toughest part. That and the communication happens in an instant. You're standing the distance from me and you guys together. You know, to try to say who's got the ball within under a you know two seconds, and and try to figure out, you know, how that works. And she's kind of in charge of that line, not kind of. She is in charge of that whole passing unit and the whole defensive sequence, and uh, why the game is happening, why it's in play. So it can be really, uh, you got to be like really quick thinker, you know, right? The same with setters, got to be the same thing. You got to really quickly think about, hey, the scenario brings me over here. I got to be able to make a decision. Same with thing with passing. Hey, I got to go take the second ball, or I have to take this seam, or uh, hey, you know, this player's not passing as well, or, or she has to get out and hit to the outside. So there's a whole bunch of calculations that go on before the serve even goes up. I think anybody who's ever played volleyball casually has had that experience where it all falls in, in, in the donut, so to speak, right? Yep. Right in between everybody. And yep. you're all looking at each like I thought you were. The, the alternative is everyone goes for it and gives each other a concussion, right? So <laughs> is, is it a word? Is it a is it a grunt? I mean, how does that call get made in, uh, in, in that split yeah, second? That's, that's a part of the, you know, the, I talked a little bit this this preseason about the inexperience of the team that's a part of it they haven't played together much right and we're you know 10 matches in whatever it is that's not a ton of matches you know, know. some of the teams that we've had in the past they've already had full seasons under their belt and uh and spring seasons and you know go down lists of, of what that looks like so it does take time to get used to and it takes time to get used to under pressure and I don't care who you are. I can't. I can't add the game pressure as as much as the game actually does. Mm-hmm. I can yell and scream and hoot and holler, making touch lines and all that you know stuff that goes along with you know being a quote unquote tough coach. And you know, for me, it's more just about having the tough conversation about it. Well, hey, you know, we talk about going for it. You know, yes, I'd rather see all six of you go for it than, the, <laughs> than all six of you watch it. And yeah. that's a part of this, the art and skill of volleyball is to be able to to go for it and and trust that your teammates there and or being able to yeah just call mine really quickly and and hopefully someone gets out of your way. Chris Thomas here on Sports Talk. Getting into Big Ten play this weekend, does anything change from what you've done so far in the first three or four weekends? I'm um, not sure. We have, uh, you know, I, I 
I took yesterday off for, for the most part. I, I, uh, I'm living without internet right now, just so you know. So Ooh. it's uh, on and, purpose. Uh, Stone uh, Age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. So we moved out to the country, so it's uh, <laughs> not not quite there yet. Uh, but you know, it's, I could have gone in the office, but I, you know, I'm going to take this morning to to look, you know, at our numbers, and we have a whole bunch of. Uh, you know, we have a whole. We, we, there's a whole bunch of numbers that we have uh, to our our team now, and you're able to kind of see. Uh, here's here's the areas that we need to address. Here's maybe the areas that we have addressed, but it's not changing, and so maybe that warrants a lineup change, maybe, uh, or at, le- at least a look and practice to see what that may look like. And so, uh, I can't say yes. I can't say no. Um, you know, I've obviously got some in my head. I, I usually replay the matches as I, you know, back on the bus, and you know, even I told you yesterday I didn't go in, but I still replay what you know plays in my head and stuff like that about how it could be better so um, I, I think I have a good pulse on the general field team and and uh, you know just a few conversations or texts that I had yesterday with with the players I think it's kind of we're on the same boat and we just have to you know kind of you know like I said we're close we're not it's not like we're like you said yes it is better to be beat really close because at least okay. you're there <laughs> it is you're right there like if you're getting swept and crushed then there's a different whole different conversation see happening. I just helped you find an yeah. answer for yeah, yourself yeah yeah thanks yeah, thanks, thanks. it's part of my Monday uh, coaching right here <laughs> alright uh, Maryland is in Friday night by the way I saw that I got moved in 8 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, first serve on that and then Northwestern on, on Saturday Maryland if there's anything you know about them, it's at least from my perspective is a really strong middle block with Raynell Jones. Uh, what do you do against a team where they're at least from last year? That's their bread and butter. Yeah, they don't hit into the block. I don't know. It's not, it's, uh, <laughs> hit, hit around easier, it. Or easier, yeah, it. <laughs> easier said than done. Now, I think you know blocking. Like I said, one of those skills that's that's hard to to train, and they've done a nice job with it. And uh, you know, it's it's not. Again, it's not that everyone just gets it off the bat. I mean, I've I don't know how many players that I've trained, and some players are just really have a knack for it, and some players it's really hard for them to get. And uh, she's she's one that's obviously gotten it, and so it's uh, it makes it a different challenge for attackers. And you still you can't you know you got to be aware that she's there, but you can't avoid her either. You know, you're, there's going to be certain scenarios that that lead you, you know, probably more towards hitting in her direction and you have to be able to hit different shots and be able to kind of be crafty at the net so i suggest as a strategy make her side of the floor lower than the side you're on <laughs> uh I'm trying to think of the physics of how that works <laughs> just get a little yeah, hydraulic yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to drop the floor there a little bit that might give you a home floor we, we might use that money for something else <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, the, the Maryland Terps are in on Friday night. The Wildcats on Saturday you get to open up Big Ten play at home, finally, and uh, debut a renovated Huff Hall. And uh, hopefully it's loud and raucous for you to give you that, that typical home field yep, advantage. Yep, absolutely. And I think uh, the fans are going to love the new the new scoreboard. It's, it's big. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, they told me it's, it would be about the same size as the one that was there, just all screen. No, it's it's bigger than that. I would say it's uh, it's it's going to take up a good portion of of that wall and over some there. new seating too. Uh, we're going to add back the inline seating. Uh, that was kind of something that went away from COVID. Um, so for Spike Squad, they're going to be behind the visitors, and uh, we switch sides again this year, so fans on both sides get to see both angles, and uh, away we go. Very good. Yeah. Chris Thomas, appreciate you talking with us on Mondays as always. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Chris Thomas. And speaking of loud and raucous, that was last night as the storms rolled through. They woke me up, a lot of lightning, and I know some of you got some major issues. 
especially over in the Muhammad and Leroy area, we heard there was some uh, large hail. Hail can damage your roof, and if there's enough damage to it, your insurance will replace it. I recommend you uh, checking out See You Under Construction. I've been telling you about them for a while, and roofing is one of the things that they do do. So uh, you might want to consider giving them a call and ha- have them come out and take a look at things. Even if you cannot see it, if large hail came down, you should get an inspection. And See You Under Construction will do it free of charge, of course. And they've worked with a lot of insurance carriers in the claims process. They do everything they can to help you get a full scope of approval. Uh, See you under construction. They've completed hundreds of roofs in this area, and they have the crews to fix and the uh, other areas, too, that may have damage. So they know what the process is like if storm damage has come through. But most important, they want to make sure you remember when it comes to your roof. Use somebody local, even if it's not CU under construction. I do recommend them to you. But make sure you're using a company that will be here and be able to follow up if there's any issues and provide a warranty, uh, not to the so-called storm chasers. So be wary of those anytime there's been a, a big storm. And you do have some time to submit a claim. You don't have to do it today or tomorrow if there is damage so take a moment do some research get CU under construction out there they can help you out and make sure you are comfortable with how you want to proceed just one of the ways that CU under construction is building better together you're listening to sports talk on dws Hello, I'm Joey Wright. This Friday, we're back at Tommy Stewart Field for the White Rock 97.5, a News Gazette High School football game of the week. This time, it's Centennial and Danville in a Big 12 battle, and you'll hear it all starting Friday at 6.45 on 97.5. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielma. We're under the Memorial Stadium lights on Thursday night against Chattanooga, and Illini game day coverage is right here on DWS. Well, here we are on the month of September on the 19th, Evan Con. There's about, oh, 15-ish games left in the Major League mm-hmm. season, plus or minus, depending on who you are. The Angels are going to for sure be under 500 for the seventh season in a row. I saw that that's the longest active streak. Wow. Something like that. Something that should not happen to a team like the Angels. But anyway, uh, the Cubs tonight are in right. Miami. And if I'm playing oh, overall solid baseball down down the stretch, I'd say. White Sox off. You'll hear them tomorrow night against Cleveland. The White Sox are now five games over 500, but more importantly, four games behind Cleveland in the Central Division race. Cardinals are off as well. Is that a season high five games over 500? I think it might be. I think you're right. It sounds about right. Well, this is this is it. They they dang near need to sweep Cleveland. Definitely take two of three when uh, that 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 one's up in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. So at least they got it home. I think I saw they lined up the rotation to who you would want it to be. I think it's Cease, Lynn, and Cueto in, in some order of those three. But they also have to face Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie in, in two of those three games. But they've done what they can to make this as difficult as possible to still win the central <laughs> but there's there's still hope but you can't you just absolutely can't lose this series uh, otherwise it would take a miracle to make up five games o- 
over the final 11 without any head-to-head matchups. Yeah, because the White Sox are actually in worse shape when it comes to the wild card uh, position. They're five games out of the last wild card spot, and they've got Baltimore ahead of them. Uh, so they need a lot, actually need more things to go right mm-hmm. for them to get a wild card spot than they do to win the stinking division. But tomorrow night you'll hear them here on DWS. And and the Tigers got a lot better today. They hired former Cubs assistant GM, former GM of the Giants, Scott Harris, to to run their baseball ops. And as an organization that had three straight number one overall picks and is in line for a, another top four pick, and, and they, they've got an ownership group that that's willing to spend, and a guy who's been in some smart front offices. So I have a feeling he's going to be able to maneuver that pretty quickly. To, to get them where they they want to be, but um, yeah, uh, Pujols got number six ninety eight over the weekend. Uh, hopefully, it's just the worst time to have a West Coast road trip. So hopefully, <laughs> he hits one while they're out on the West Coast, and they come back home, and he can hit number seven hundred. Yeah, because the there was Stadium. somebody here in the building that said they were just they were going to a Cardinals game this past weekend, just because. They occasionally go, and I'm thinking you might catch 700 if you're <laughs> sitting in the outfield. Just, just, it just if you catch it, but um, yeah, I mean the, the only other race that's coming down to the wire in, in, in division races is the NL East between yes. the Mets and Atlanta. Um, that's, that's big. That that goes from not playing that first best of three. <laughs> You know, pull something out of the hat. Best of luck to you and and getting into that DS series. And Milwaukee is still got a shot to make the playoffs, but they got to catch Philadelphia. They're two games out in the wild card race. And they they did what they could over the weekend, taking two or three from New York, and then Aaron Judge did what he had to do to put the team on his back yesterday and hit a couple of tanks. So he's coming up on Roger Maris. But the the Brewers for what I think they were five games out just two weeks ago, and now they've cut that down to a game and a half. They've got one more series with the Cardinals next week. Probably won't matter much as far as the Central goes, but Brewers definitely will be having uh, something to play for there. And Hayden Wisniewski had a a great start over the weekend for the Cubs, went seven innings, only gave up a a run, and and those are the little things that that you're looking for out of the Cubs over the last uh, couple of weeks. Wade Miley starting tonight, Mm -hmm. he's just trying to show that he can stay healthy for a little bit and and get another contract coming up here for this weekend but great time to visit Miami I think it was raining down there earlier today but uh, you know any time of year really is good for Miami so hopefully the the Cubs enjoy that Cardinals get the West Coast trip and (laughs) the White Sox are stuck in (laughs) in Chicago the White Sox get a West Coast trip this weekend just for the just for the fun of it Um, that's yeah they're going out San Diego I wonder. I wonder if that's that can't be a makeup series. They were supposed to finish the season in an interleague matchup out in San Diego. Okay. Uh, a couple of items also to bring up: uh, Minnesota's Gophers wide receiver Chris Autumn Bell out for the rest of the season, lower mm-hmm. leg injury. That's a blow. Sixth a year big. senior. He was their leading receiver last year. Yep. And. Um, I mean, look, you can you can see some blood in the water when it comes to the Big Ten West. I know we haven't had any division games yet to watch, intra-division games, that is, to watch for Illinois. But tell me, tell me who's definitively the best team in the West. You can't. Not yet. So uh, Illinois may see an opening there. Colorado's 
Athletic Director Rick George, former Illini, issued a statement in the wake of an 0-3 start for the Buffs. Like all of you, quote, I've been disappointed to watch our football team struggle this fall, most recently yesterday at Minnesota. I know that our student-athletes are capable of so much more that you all, all of you deserve better results. I want you to know that I hear you. I recognize and understand your disappointment and frustration and perhaps even anger. We have not come close to meeting our expectations this season, and we own that. I know that Coach Durrell, our coaching staff and support staff and student-athletes are working hard to get us on track with conference play starting this Saturday. We hope you all enjoy a victory over UCLA. Rick George from Colorado. That... Um, it's been suggested that's somebody who's worried about his own fate, not his coach's fate that he hired. <laughs> that's, that's a, a weird spot. Another really good 30 for 30 if you haven't seen it, the the one about the 90s Colorado team. I can't even think of the, the head coach at that time. But the, the fact that Colorado was a national champion or, or on the national championship scene at, at one time, and they made a, a really good hire in Mel Tucker, and then Michigan State said, here's a... a bag of cash and he said okay see you later so i i don't know exactly what the expectations there are it's season three after you know an unexpected coaching change so yeah that probably sounds more like an ad trying to save his job come back with our final thoughts in this hour again esquire show coming up that's the news gazette sports writers with steve kelly live in downtown champaign josh whitman and becky beach will be their guests you're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Catch the News Gazette's Pigskin Picks Football Contest powered by the Alana Union Bookstore. Get your official game card in the News Gazette print edition each day during the season and choose the exact final score for each team in that week's matchup. A winning official card gets a $300 prize pack made up of cold hard cash and a gift card to the Alana Union Bookstore. If no one guesses correctly, the prize rolls over to the next week. Official game cards must be turned in to play at the News Gazette office or the Alana Union Bookstore by each week's deadline. See official game card for full contest details. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielma. Don't miss a minute of Illinois football this season. Right here on DWS and WDWS.com and on the News Gazette app. We don't usually think about it too much. When you go to a website, the name of the website is owned, has to be owned by the people who have it. You can't just, if you're the Chicago Cubs, you couldn't just have cubs.com if somebody else had cubs.com already finders keepers finally twins.com will go to the minnesota twins there was a pair of twins derland and darvin miller who've now finally sold it they've had the website since 1995 getting ahead of the curve there probably before the twins even thought of registering a domain name because if you've ever been on mob.com they haven't updated it since like 2005 (laughs) so that leaves two big league teams that have not uh that don't have their team moniker.com left so the giants if you go to giants.com that actually will take you to the new york football giants ah if you go to raise.com that takes you to a restaurant in seattle interesting but I've noticed that Bears.com doesn't take you to the Chicago Bears website. It just takes you to some bears. I don't know if these Grizzlies got together and were like, that's mine. I have a story about that for another time. 
But how about Lance Leipold in Kansas football? 3-0. and And some legit wins. At West Virginia, at Houston. I'm going to keep riding with them. Basketball schools are winning right now in football. Hour 2 at the Esquire next. WDWS Champaign-Urbana. <laughs> 